Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, does saying that someone has a dry sense of humour imply the existence of a wet sense of humour? Do you have a wet sense of humour, Miss Morris? I have every sense of humour. You humor. have everything. You have every colour of the rectum, don't you? Moist. Everything. You have a moist sense <laughs> of humour. Heather always Aaron. orders. She orders the dry humour martini, by the way. I just thought mm. I'd share that with you. Mm. I'm sorry my dry, morbid sense of humour leaves you both insulted and confused. I say nearly every day in this country. Hi, America. Uh, Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen tonight. Jingle bells. Tequila. My mother had Close. a drink before she went to bed, just to take the edge off living with my dad. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting, or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help you control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also our producer and sound engineer. Heather has now organised her panic room as the walk-in beer cooler at the liquor store. Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. Don't you wish you had one? I do. Remember, every room is a panic room when you overthink enough. Or you have beer in every room. Or you have beer. (laughs) There'd be a panic with you if you didn't have beer in every room. 
I don't like beer, really. You don't like beer. Mm-mm. So you'd fill your panic room with spirits. Wish not. I see you're reaching for the cherry schnapps, which seems mm-hmm. to be the libation of it's choice for you. a doctor prescribed it. Yes. If I was your Things. doctor, I'd be drinking it too. It's McGillicuddy. Yes. I'm sure he's a qualified physician, isn't he? But I do want MD. to see his paperwork. MD. Dr. McGillicuddy. MD. <laughs> Just to take the edge off the tape. Do you think work would take that note? I don't know. It's worth a try. Let's try. What's the worst that can happen? I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy... Michelle Corey, she was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Someone's taking pot shots at you. Did you hear that? Yep. Uh, there's a sniper in here. <laughs> you, you mentioned paranormal and it happened. I have no idea down. what that was. That sounded like a gun going off, which is kind of worrying. Yeah. This is our panic room. We're coming at you right now in the panic room, but we're going to continue with the show despite the fact we have a sniper, apparently. In the panic room. <laughs> in the panic room with us. That's not where you want them, really, is it? Wow. Michelle realized that drinking rum before 10 a.m. makes her a pirate and not an alcoholic. Welcome to Arrgh. the show. Her autocorrect changed morning run to morning rum, so a change mm. of plans for everybody. Excellent. They're mad, they're bad, and they are paranormal. This is Series 3, Episode 90. Can you believe it? 90. We are whizzing through them, aren't we? A little bit, yeah. yeah. We are going to be very shortly to the dizzying hedonistic heights of 300 episodes we'll have to work out when that will fall i suspect at the beginning of the summer maybe something like that perhaps we'll have to get the calculator out and work that out and have a cake and a nice party and we'll get a chance to eat it there you go when you're doing your morning rum yeah yeah we have a listening party yes but we have without the rum (laughs) it's been drank just the cake we have a listening party if you wish to listen to the show and take part in all the jokes, the frivolity, the banter. We're about to enter the first round that we call a lack of general knowledge. And people play along. They test their wit, their skills, their cerebralism against other listeners and do a better job than us here in the studio, I might add. Mm-hmm. But if you wish to take part in the quiz, join the fun, look at the banter, live on Facebook, go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee and you will find everyone on there having much merriment and joy. I feel like we need to go to the casino at some point. I'm feeling lucky. Hey, when you've got an itchy palm, does that mean like some money's going to come to you? It depends yeah. on which palm. Oh my. What if it's both palms? Uh, the good lord give it and the good lord take away. Yeah, I, don't, I come away and break even. Correct. I just want to hit the buffet. I want the crab's legs. Oh yeah. Do you? Yeah, I want to hit the buffet. Find out which night's prime rib night and uh, which night's the crab legs. Yeah. So... As always, as convention dictates, we have the Martins Crab's Legs sponsored gong of infinite knowledge with the garlic butter of facts and the lemon wedge of statistics. Stand back, ladies and gentlemen. Martin! Now, on this day, in 1817 in Baltimore, Baltimore became the first city in America to do what on its streets? I will give you points straight away before we've even jumped into the quiz properly what did baltimore do today in 1817 on its streets for the first time anywhere in america miss morris Hmm. what are your thoughts well i was gonna say tea party wow too soon is it much too soon um 1817 first time 
on a street. On a street. In they had America, a parade. They had a parade. A the proper parade. Proper. What dignifies a proper parade? Like More than two people. Ticker tape. Oh. Floats. Throwing candy out throwing of Throwing candy. <laughs> a a drinking. proper, proper parade. <laughs> Michelle, win your first points of the evening. What did they have for the first time in their streets in 1817 in Baltimore? Lights. You are 100% correct. You illuminate the room with your knowledge and wisdom. You shall get two points. It was the first city in America to have gas street lamp lighting. Can it be a lit parade? <laughs> I'm lit. Every night we use a lit parade, isn't it? Let's face facts right there. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about Baltimore. Feeling confident? No. No. Perfect. You are not allowed to take this animal into the movies with you in Baltimore because them's the rules. Rabbit. So you're thinking to yourself, oh, the latest Star Wars film has just come out. I'm a magician in my spare time. I'm going to smuggle the rabbit in, in the hat. Yeah. And then I'm turfed out. The police are called. Can't have a rabbit in Put your hands up in the air. No one gets hurt. Put the rabbit on the ground. Yeah, because He's then doing a diamond chino. What are you in here for? I don't know. Can you imagine pacing your cell with your cellmates in Baltimore? What are you in here for? You know, armed robbery. What about you? Assault. What about you? I took a rabbit to the cinema. (gasps) Oh, no. A lifer. Everyone's edging away. You're going to go and see old Sparky soon because you took a rabbit to the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. What set of circumstances fell into place that they need to create a law to stop people bringing rabbits into the cinema? Uh, The fact that they breed fast. So they're in the back row. (laughs) You went in with two. You went and saw a really long film. You went and saw The Irishman. You come out with 25 rabbits. That's right. Like tribbles. Yeah, nice. That's right. Wow. You've really thought this through, haven't yeah. you? Are you wanting to change your answer? Is it still a rabbit? Nope, still a rabbit. I feel bad. There's little rabbits sat there with popcorn and coke, and they're just about to enjoy their feature. That's right. And they're being turfed out. That seems grossly. I've got a tear welling up. Yeah. That's terrible. They're, they're watching Peter Rabbit. That's or terrible. <laughs> nice. Anything else you got or you're done? Nope, just a rabbit. Michelle, can you improve upon the rabbit? What are you not allowed to take animal-wise into the cinema in Baltimore? Either a badger or a squirrel. See, you need to set your sights a little higher. You need like to start. Like a parrot? Wow, that's higher, isn't it? Because tell the ending. Like a rabbit and a parrot. You need to think zoological. You need to go to the zoological gardens for a perambulation. And what would you see at such place? A perambulation. A snake. A snake perambulates, does it? That's the only animal in the doesn't animal it? world that doesn't perambulate. <laughs> it perambulates monkey. walking, you muppet. It's walking. <laughs> and you pick a snake. <laughs> Zoological gardens. Oh. <laughs> Why am I here? It's going to be a long night. Why am I here? I'm giving you a chance to shout some animals out. I did. You're at the zoo. Yes. And you went with? A horse. A horse at the zoo. Oh, God. This is the most exotic animal you can come up with, is it? A zebra. A tiger. Oh, my. A baboon. Are you still here, Michelle? What are you playing here? Um... A bear. A monkey. A monkey. Let's play What's My Animal. Elephant. It's like Dr. Doolittle. Um, Noah's Ark. Unicorn. I'm going to put you out of your misery. Alligator. Goose. This isn't good radio. Yeah. Antelope. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. Buffalo. It is a lion. You are not allowed to take a lion 
to the zoo, which would suggest to that the zoo. Something... I can't take a lion to the zoo. That's convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop it off. I'll pick it up next yeah, week. Pick it up. Yeah, Move we're going it. on vacation. I can't bring it with me. They won't allow it in the God RV. Forbid, don't take it to the zoo. I'll lose my deposit. I'll come and pick it up next week. I'm gonna be watching a lot of movies. <laughs> What's the movie with the lion roars at the front? Is that Goldwyn and Mayer? MGM. Uh, MGM. That's exactly. Right. This would suggest, of course, that something happened once with very poor results, would it not? When first dates go bad. Now Sig- coming... Siegfried and Roy went there, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, well, that was yeah. a tiger, unfortunately. Well, but... They had a lion, too. What film or do you think tiger? you'd take a lion to? What are you watching at this point? Wizard of Oz. Lion Wizard King. of Oz, Lion King. All good answers, of course. I asked the lion in my wardrobe what he was doing there. What do you think he said to me? It's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, isn't it? He said it was none of your business. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love this show. But, of course, he may have been a lion. <sighs> Men are not allowed to show this in parks in Baltimore. There you go. For fear of getting arrested. They're not allowed to flash or show this in parks in Baltimore. Money. Seems to be a lot of rules, Money. doesn't it? <laughs> You're not allowed to get your wad out in a public Ooh, place. That's right. Your billfold. Your money clip. Nope. I saw his money clip. Oh, Could you identify it? was huge or not. No. It's cold in Baltimore in the winter. Yeah. What are you not allowed if you're a man to show in the park? I just told you his Your money. money. You're going with that, are you? Billfold. He's a billfold. Michelle, you're not allowed to get this out in the park if you're a man in Baltimore. Either your feet or your nipples. Wow, you're spreading your chips liberally there, aren't you? You're doing what's known in the trade as a Morris. I cannot give the points away. Bare arms. You're not allowed to show your arms. It is a park violation to be in a public park in Baltimore in a sleeveless... What, these cannons? Sure. <laughs> Got two tickets to the gun show. Oh, <laughs> my. Lightning and thunder. Lightning and thunder. <laughs> like a couple of watermelons. <laughs> I bet you were good at swimming as a kid, weren't you? Oh, God. Look at her. She could chop a cord of wood in the morning and give birth in the afternoon. That's a pioneer woman. Yeah. Right there. That's outrageous. Yes, this is true indeed. She's going to be okay, but a Baltimore Ravens cheerleader got injured in practice yesterday. Did you know that? Oh. And out of habit, several Baltimore Ravens immediately pleaded not guilty. Oh. Satire there, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of satire. You cannot throw this from a second story window within city limits in Baltimore. Seem to be a lot of rules in Baltimore. I guess they've had longer than most to come up with rules. You should actually specify the years that these rules were in place. So I've actually got to do more research. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking what am I, bedpan. An attorney? You can't throw your bedpan from the second story window. Uh, I'm going to suggest to you that these laws are so ridiculous and old-fashioned and not relevant that they would have been put on the books very early on. Then I'm still going with the bedpan. No, that's a great answer. I think that's a fabulous answer. Don't do it. I think that's a really good answer. The contents of your chamber pot is what you're suggesting. Don't throw the number two from the second floor. What about the first floor? Go for it. Nice. That's a wee-wee coming out of there. What are you not throwing out of the second floor window in Baltimore, Michelle? We're looking at some age to this law, if that helps you in any way. Your bicycle. A bicycle. It is, in fact, a bale of hay, which would be quite dangerous. And how do you actually get that up? To the second floor, and why would you be throwing hay? We carry it with our big arms. In, uh, yeah, with in your the cans. elevator. In an elevator. 
So on the elevator door, it says just three bells. The capacity. lion carries it up. Yeah. Does it? Wow. Right. Yeah. The employing, lion. employing the lion. <laughs> Lions are doing casual labouring work, are they, in the Baltimore region? Look at the state of this wall. The pointing's terrible. Well, we did eat a bunch of lions to do it. Yeah. They've got no pride in their work. <laughs> Drink. Drink a lot. Drink. Drink. Being a scarecrow is not for everyone, of course, but hey... It's in their jeans. See, told you. Thank <laughs> you. I've got time. I love this show. This makes me very happy. Wow, there's not many points to be given away here. Michelle's on two, and Heather and myself are on a nice round fat zero. On this very day, in 1914, Miss Morris, if the date helps you, Charlie Chaplin debuted his silent film character, The Tramp, in a film called Kid Auto Races at Venice. So for the first time. In the history of MQC Radio, why Miss Money Penny? The strange, bizarre, fascinating facts about Charlie Chaplin. Fan of Charlie Chaplin? Do you like Charlie Chaplin? Love him. Who? Exactly. <gasps> this is bad news. I wasn't a fan of Charlie Chaplin, but I do like the silent movie era. So Charlie Chaplin's not a. a I'm not a fan of his work, but I loved Buster Keaton. Harold Lloyd used to have me absolutely howling as a child with laughter. I was fabulous. If you get a chance to see any Harold Lloyd films, I would highly recommend that. Now, what competition did Charlie Chaplin lose in 1975? What competition do you think Charlie Chaplin would lose in 1975? 1975 is the date, Miss Morris. How old were you in 1975? Depends on the month. You wasn't even a glint in your daddy's epididymis. Correct. Yes. True enough. What are you thinking? What competition did um, he lose? I would have to say uh, the silent game. He lost a silent game. Not allowed yeah. to talk. We might want to employ First that in here. First one to talk loses. Is this a game your parents played with you in a car on long journeys? No. You played that, Michelle. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you would have won at that. Just saying. No. Did your brother win all of them? Did no. Mike win them? No. Who won I that? Did. You won them, did you? You could sit there nice and quiet. Because she was hitting him. She yeah. was winning at life. <laughs> Who can be silent the longest? You're thinking he lost a competition to keep his mouth shut. Yes. In 1975. Yep. Michelle, what do you wish to interject at this point? What do you think he would have lost? That's significant that I'm bringing it up in a quiz show right now. What competition do you think he could have... Something in tennis. You are suggesting he lost a... Tennis match. You would have been quite old, I believe, in yeah, 1975. Very. This is just a joy, and I'm smiling as I read this out. It's very, very funny. Charlie Chaplin lost in 1975 a lookalike contest. <gasps> oh, my word. <laughs> he, he entered without anyone knowing who he was, and he finished third. <laughs> he finished third in a competition to see who looked the most like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Didn't even get Man. Oh, there is a suggestion, oh, wow. because it was the black and white era, people didn't realise that he had big blue eyes. Right. So the suggestion was that perhaps he didn't win the competition because he had blue eyes and people weren't familiar with him having blue eyes. But he did lose. The country that took place in, if you're interested and you like a little bit more detail, that took place in France, apparently. Mm. And he sneaked in, thought it would be funny, and subsequently came in third. Right. Wow. That's happened wow. before as well, by the way. Dolly Parton also entered 
a Dolly Parton lookalike drag competition and didn't even make the final. Oh, my word. These things are true, and that's very, very funny. Makes me happy. I once held a holding your breath competition at school. Wake up, wake up. You've won. (sighs) What terrible fate befell Chaplin in Switzerland in 1978? What terrible thing happened to him in Switzerland in 1978? 78. He lost again? Miss Morris. He lost his second. You'd think you'd give up after the first go. He's now no. wearing, he's wearing brown contacts this time. He's yeah. looking for a higher finish than third place in the competition to see who looks the most like him. And you're suggesting that he entered in Switzerland. It's a travelling Charlie Chaplin lookalike competition. Mm-hmm. Similar to the he around... The yes. He had the money. No, he needed the money. He needed the money. Yeah. He was taking part in a round Switzerland yacht race, and he came in third. Mm. Are you suggesting he entered that competition again in another country, Miss Morris? I wouldn't be that scheming. I wouldn't be that conniving. Yeah, why it's not? not in my nature. I don't think he wanted to die a loser mm. to himself. Michelle, what terrible fate befell Chaplin in Switzerland in 1978? He died. Well... You haven't got that correct, but I'm going to let you have another guess, because if it helps you, he actually died in 1977. So what terrible fate befell Charlie Chaplin in Switzerland in 1978 when he died the previous year? Yeah, you see. I can hear your brains. Uh, They thought his lookalike was actually him and celebrated that person's death. (laughs) Someone else died. Made him pay taxes. They made you. You can't get away from taxes in Switzerland, no. can you? No, they'll dig you up and take your gold teeth out. I'm going to give Miss Morris a <gasps> point. They Come did on. indeed dig him up, but it was grave robbers. They stole his body in the <gasps> hope of holding it for ransom, asking his family if they would pay a ransom to retrieve his body. His body was dug up. Would no you way. Ew. I'm going to give you some points if you tell me where they then found his body in May of 1978, because the family said no, and the police were looking <laughs> we into it. We don't want it. We don't want it. It's used. It's used. <laughs> don't need a used one. I'd yeah, like a new one, yeah. please. That's awesome. <laughs> where do you think the Swiss police, where was his body then found? Have a guess. I'll give you a point. I wasn't planning on doing this, but it's such a low-scoring game. I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell me where you then think his body turned up. At the morgue. About six months later, it turned up at the morgue. With all the things you come out with, including rabbits and cinemas and everything else. Wait, they put it back. They put it back. Yep. Put it back where they found it. Yep. Michelle, where did they then find his body? Doing Mm. an acting role in a local soap opera. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. That's right. Using him as a pencil holder. Yeah. In Venice. In Venice. They actually found his body left very randomly. In a field, would you believe? He was left in a field. They found him. They then reburied his body, and it's now buried under six solid feet of concrete, just well, so no one nice. else yeah. can have another go. But he is buried in Switzerland. What's the best thing about Switzerland, do you think? What do you like the chocolate. most? Chocolate. Swiss chocolate? Yeah. Cuckoo clocks? Cheese. Cheese. Yes, with cheese. Watches? Yes, watches. Roast beef. Roast beef. Yeah. The Swiss famous for roast beef, are they? They are now. Army knives. Swiss army knives. Watches. Oh, the best thing is St. Bernard's. Of course. Clocks. There's many wondrous things. I've no idea, but their flag's a big plus. <laughs> oh, yes. That was then, but this is now as we enter the round that we call the mailbag. Yay! Yes. Mailbag! 
the mailbag. We love the mailbag. I never mentioned this at the beginning, but we have a camera in the studio. So we're going to turn Jess. to said camera and we're going to wave to Hola. the camera. Hola. If you pay a single dollar on Patreon, and we'll discuss that in a few minutes' time, you will be able to see us in the studio. In all our glory, looking very aesthetically pleasing. Everyone's dressed themselves up very smartly for the evening. You'll be able to see the fun and frivolity for yourself and see what good-looking people we actually are. So you've got everything to look forward to. A dollar well spent, I would suggest. If you wish to write to me, we love receiving your messages of support. We love receiving your notes of support and gratitude. Again, you can write to me on Facebook on more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I'm going to read a couple out from this week russell a good friend and supporter of the show has posted don't co-workers understand about don't talk to me between 11 to 12 because mqt is on look people you ignore me all week and now you want to be my friend well you're no friend of russell's for that hour on a friday night he listens of course hi russell he listens to the dark matter digital network at 10 p.m central time we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world but that's the very first time each week where you can find us on the dark matter digital network there at 10 o'clock deanna is a good friend supporter and follower of the show she gave us some fabulous chocolates last thank you deanna thank you so much she has added awesome show tonight it is so amazing to hear you all banter back and forth, teasing each other and laughing and creating a wonderful show. Welcome back, gang. So that's good news. Yay, thank Yay. you. Now, if you missed some of the previous shows, Miss Morris is about to inform you of where you can find those fabulous episodes. Would you like to tell our listeners where they can access those shows for free as well, I might add? Everywhere. They're everywhere on every platform. Let me summarize. How about you tell them for 30 seconds so I can have a drink? How would that be? Help me out. Throw me a bone. Give me an opportunity. I'll throw something at you. Well, you can actually find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Buzzsprout. Brussels sprouts. Yeah, a a lot of them are. Talk about SoundCloud. How would that be? Yeah, our main one is SoundCloud that we have. So if you go to SoundCloud.com, search for MQ. TA yeah. Radio. The episodes there are about six, seven, eight weeks behind. No, only about four. They're about four now, are they? Maybe wow, five. we're yeah. more professional than mm-hmm. I thought we were. We're about three to four weeks behind in our archives, which are 100% free. This show's free. It will always be free. But if you wish to donate to the show, because we have many overheads, we have to pay for all of the platforms all that Miss Morris yeah. just didn't mention. We have to pay for the paper, all of the equipment, the studio costs, and everything else. This is a non-profit organization but if you can help us out that does pay for all of those things if you go to the patreon site patreon.com mqta radio what will our listeners get for a single dollar can you believe that single dollar? you get access actually for a single dollar um, for everything you can access all our past episodes up to current as well as any posted videos unaired episodes special episodes only made for our patrons, which we'll probably be doing quite a few more of. Yes, we in do the near have future. plans when we get out of the tundra that is the frozen Minnesota yeah. wastelands in the middle of February. Yeah. And we start to press ourselves into spring a little bit more. We'll suddenly become more active and we'll come wandering out into the forest, blinking, later. licking the dew off the grass, nibbling the first bits of moss and bracken on the trees as the deer wander out You're into the spring air for the yeah. first time. Just want to narrate. 
A wildlife film is what I want to do. That's Ooh, my ambition. Really? In like, you can see now that the Appalachian Mountains, the goats wandering across the land, their legs shorter on one side. As I'm already tired. It's working. The side of the mountains. This is true. All that's <laughs> on there for you. If anyone wants me to narrate a wildlife film, that would fulfill oh many wonderful wishes. This is true, but everything's there for you. Lisa and John, I want to say a big Hi, thank you. Hi, Lisa and Hello, guys. Lisa we actually posted, thank you for all the laughs tonight. Absolutely love Aww. this show. But we have a little bit more. Lisa really? and John were very kind. We're going to do a Valentine's Day special show because I think it's actually Valentine's Day next Friday. Is that correct? Is I don't my maths know. correct? Yeah. So we're all going to be sat here Lonely. like sad losers. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, it's going to be a great night then, I isn't come it? to talk with you again. This is true. It's next Friday. Yeah. So we're going to have... Next loser night. It's loser night, and you're Yay! winning. Yay! We're all winning at loser night. Even Charlie Chaplin's Woo! come round to say hello, and he's brought a rabbit with him. Let's great. dig him up. Lovely. Let's go to Switzerland and say hello to Tina Turner while we're there. But a parcel arrived. Yeah. So we opened the parcel. It was full of wonderful things. John and Lisa sent us an early Valentine's Day gift. You've got some fabulous... May I have one? Wine. Do you not think you've got enough over there to be getting no, on with? You out. really want me to launch oh, my a wine bottle? Left. You really want me to launch a wine bottle across the room, do you? Probably not. Probably not a good idea. I've got a nice <laughs> box of English tea. we got some fabulous heart-shaped chocolates, the best kind. I believe they're Swiss as well, actually. A very Swiss-themed mm -mm. evening. We also have in little packets. Oh, how would you describe the best that thing. thing ever? Look at my pickle. You have. Is that a gummy pickle? Look at it, slidey. By the way, gummy pickle is an offence in Baltimore. You can get arrested for gummy pickle. Oh. Yeah, it's slidey and it's, it's squidgy and life size. Got no, to... it's not. My ex was smaller. Wow, and green was he? Yeah. Shrek. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> this one is probably. For our listeners at home, it's probably a six-inch pickle. You got a six-incher? I want to stick it through next door's window and shout out, look out, the aliens are coming. You don't have to because it looks like one of those sticky octopuses that Robin well, gave yes, us. Yes, it goes down the window. <laughs> so I want a big thank you there to thank John. You, thank you so much. And Lisa, they actually mm. sent us a Valentine's card as well. Can Aww. you see? It's got like, I'm going to hold this up to the camera. It's got a fabulous little squirrel on the front <gasps> and he's hoarding in his tree. Um, what would you say there? They're, they're, what do you call them in this country? Love Nuts. Hearts. Candy hearts. Candy hearts. Oh, candy When you open it up, it's all in 3D. It says, love the show. It says, oh. Adrian, Heather, Michelle, and Nathan, who's actually, for once in his life, doing a case as an attorney in Minneapolis right now. <laughs> yeah, that's he crazy, does actually right? work. This guy works like once a year, gets a couple of million like dollars. Santa. That's right. And then goes and lives on his farm for the rest of yeah. the year. It's all right for some, isn't it? Yeah. They've gone on to say thank you for all you do to get a great show put together each week. So that's very kind of you. We'll add thank that you. Thank to you. all of the cards in the studio. We're getting a nice collection. We pin them to the beams yeah. here of the studio. And we're getting a nice little collection along. Denise, very short and sweet, has written, listen to all new MQTA and has simply written, yes. Oh. It's a great affirmation. Mm. Hillary has posted on our Facebook wall, okay, I admit it. I was recently catching up on old episodes of MQTA on Spotify. I'm trying so hard not to laugh at work because I have headphones in and I don't want to look like an idiot. It's a really good show and I have been missing out. Of course you have. Thank you. You can do what Hillary's done because she seems like a very intelligent woman mm -hmm. and she's gone and found 
episodes of MQTA. Suppress the little orange love fart. Again, this strange pinging what sound's going, going on. on. I don't know. What is that? <laughs> Did you like hear that? A mouse shooting a pea. It does, it's like, it's <laughs> like a, a bullet. It's like a bullet on a tin can. What, yeah. what is that? No idea. Get We've been in this studio right for five years and I've never heard anything like that. No. no. It's in here as well, isn't it? I got yes, picked up yes, through the mics. Yes. I wonder if you can hear that at home. Perhaps yes, on the wall. Can. If you're listening on Facebook, why don't you yeah. tell me if you can hear that sound? That's very odd. It sounds like an air pistol hitting a tin can, doesn't it? It does. Like one of those little BB guns. Baby You'll have gun. someone's eye out. Ping. You're not getting that for Christmas. Activity. Very odd. Almost like a bulb blowing. I've never don't heard say that, that before. Don't. We were surrounded by bulbs, aren't we? They're everywhere. Great. We should carry on regardless, despite the fact that we're reenacting Haunted in Connecticut right yeah. now. Yeah. This is Drive Books Out on many haunted and ghostly subjects. Mysterious Midwest, Mysterious Minnesota, Ghosts and UFOs is my latest book. How to be a Christian psychic. What the Bible says about mediums, healers and paranormal investigators. Everything's on Amazon. Go and buy yourself a book. Go and see what's on there. They've all got fantastic reviews. Every single book has four and a half to five stars on Amazon, which is unique. You can't please all of the people all of the time, but that's where we're sitting currently. So if you're looking for a winter read, if you're fed up with the cold weather and being sat indoors and you've got cabin fever, go and read a spooky history book about the ghosts of Minnesota or the Midwest and have a look at those as well. If you're into UFOs, that's there as well. I have a Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips that's tips for the international paranormal society i think we're sitting at about ninety-four thousand followers on there at the moment i went and had a look wow. earlier today heather would you like to tell our audience what we do on a tuesday evening at 8 p.m central time get loaded well you might <laughs> i'm sitting there with a cup of tea wondering where my life's going is what i'm doing which is why we get loaded in a stupor of disappointment yep Yes, we, I had delusions of adequacy when I was growing up, and I'm not fulfilling that right now. No. Uh, we go on to the History Channel, and right directly after that, we click on to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee's Facebook page. Find the post that has a thread of many, many like-minded people. We have four, five, six hundred comments on there in an who hour. grab their friends and their drinks, and we go, all get... Extremely upset together. Yes. It's a rough old show. That's true enough. Oh, but we like... have a lot of fun. The show's in irrelevance. Join us Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time on that Facebook site did for you, a watch party. Did you say how many comments we had? Hundreds and hundreds. 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 Is a Bobby Dazzler? Yeah. I'm going to run me metal detector. We have hundreds. I'm going to run me metal wand <laughs> over the beach. Shannon! <laughs> it's true enough. I will cap, recap this week's episode. Oh, here we go. This week they found a load of stones in a swamp, and they got a swamp expert in, and he said he'd never seen anything like that before. It's a oh. swamp. So that was fun. Yep, that was an hour of my life that Gone. I'll never get back. I want to be in credit when I'm on my deathbed, having my death rattle, thinking of the hours I've spent watching The Curse of Oak Island. I could get another two weeks of life out of that, couldn't I, if I'd have do used that Do you know what properly? you should do? What should I do, Miss Morris? You Tell me what spend... I should do. You know how much an Aries likes being told what to I do. I know. You should spend two minutes, go over Just the two. every episode up to this point, and Why? do your 
10 word summation of the episode (laughs) right 10 words you get 10 words it's like how twitter used to be do you remember the good old days of twitter where you just got like 15 characters that's right (laughs) hashtag where's my life so you now want me to go back relook at every single episode and make a summation yeah each one i bet you would take two minutes this is dante's levels of hell this is like the fourth (laughs) level of hell in the divine comedy that would be well we'll see if you find the money pit then fiery pits of sulfur and then you've got a trident wedged up your bottom and then the next one is you have to watch all the episodes of exciting curse Mm. of oak island i cannot give the points away michelle's on two i'm yet to score heather somehow managed to climb up to the hedonistic heights of a single integer of one but Mm. everything is to play for as we go into the round that is ghosts and hauntings and remember we do not do orbs a man died instantly after a black shadow ghost appeared to travel through him. Bizarre CCTV footage appears to show. The footage was captured in Meerut, India, initially showing a black mark moving over the lens. Beware of the black mark. It's like Saturday morning cinema. During the day, he's a mild-mannered janitor, but at night he becomes the black mark. Driving around on a Triumph Bonneville. You're the skid mark. Mo- I'm the skid mark. I'm a- that's my superhero <laughs> character, is it? Here comes skid mark. Yeah, I'm one of the C-list ones. Ex- Phantom the X-Men, skid the mark. The, fan- oh, the Phantom skid mark was my dad. I can't claim that title. I dare ask. Everyone's thinking this, but I will I will verbalise the fact that what, what are my skills? What's my special powers? Farting. Farting. Sticking to things. <laughs> Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> Sticking to things. So it's me as Spider-Man going up the side of a building and he's Only using you're doing his, it and I'm doing it on my ass. <laughs> Lovely. There's some guy in, hanging out the window saying, I've got to clean that off. <laughs> Great. Captain Skin. Captain, that's... There's, a whole, there's my whole family. I can't... That's my granddad. Captain Skids, we call him. Good old CSM. Good old Skids. Yeah, the fun we had at Christmas. Wow, we used to fart around the dinner table what at was Christmas. Grandma? Grandma. <laughs> Madam Skids. Mammy Skid. Mammy Skids. <laughs> Wonder Skidder. Oh, can we press on? I've got a show to Sorry. do. You know how. Go on. <laughs> press on. How did this become about me? This is some man in India dying due to a black mark. How did this become about me and my family? What happens if my mum and dad are listening to this right now? Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. That was a response I was necessarily hoping for. (laughs) The footage was captured in Miru, India, initially showing a black mark moving over the lens. Moments later, a man walks into the courtyard before stopping where the black mark appears on the screen. (laughs) The man's died. Someone's dead. Let's show some decorum and dignity in here, shall we? He's not dead. He's not dead. He turns around before falling flat on his back, apparently dead. Slipping in the skid mark. Someone else falls victim to the black skid. He's a villain. Oh, God, that turns. I've not got a pair of pants left in the house. He's destroyed everything I own. Damn you, Phantom Skidmark. <laughs> I've got no pants. <laughs> what do they call the street you live on? Skid Row. <laughs> I'm banning alcohol. We're done. Game over. 
<laughs> someone immediately rushes over to the man for his last moments <laughs> before he dies under mysterious circumstances. The man has been named as Mohammed Urshad, who collapsed on the floor after what looked like black clouds swept through the air. That's one of my dad's evacuations. That yes. Is. You have to go in after him with a canary. Do you know that? His brother, Nua Mohammed, has since said the man was healthy and had left home after having lunch. I'll have what he's not having. Right. He said, citing the shadow as a reason for his brother's death. After reaching there, he saw an unnatural thing and died after seeing it. The clip was uploaded to Twitter where it has become viral. One person said, this is very strange and creepy. Another said, it seems like something ran over the CCTV camera lens, but I can't explain the reaction of the deceased before he died. <laughs> that has to be seen or past the Mr. Clean. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, where you will see the phantom black mark take another victim on the streets of Mirat dom, in dom, dom. India. You'll have to come back at the same time next week to hear what happens <laughs> next. I shall give myself two biryani pilau rice and a yeah. Bombay alu points. Miss Morris, what have yes. you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Well, a woman born with 31 fingers I bet she was good on the piano. And toes has spent her entire life hiding at home after being branded a witch. And a really good swimmer. By cruel neighbors. Oh, that'll be me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> skids. Skids. I've adopted the name Skids now, have I? Yeah. Look, there goes Skids Lee. That would sound quite cute if you were eight. Yes, those but days yeah. are long behind. Yeah. Kumari Nayak, 63, has polydactism, a common abnormality at birth where a person has extra fingers and toes. I say she has extra because she has 19 toes. Altogether or one foot? All Where would you put together. your flip-flop sandal? Which toes that go in between? It, it, her feet literally look like circles with toes sticking out. <laughs> like Ooh. landing pads. Like an elephant, but with toes. Yeah. I see what's going hmm. on. Yeah. There. And then she's got 12 fingers, no thumbs. No thumbs? 12 fingers. So no hitchhiking. No. The hitchhiking oh, yeah. days are over. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play eeny, meeny, miny, mo with her. No. I bet she's good at arithmetic, though. Jazz hands. Or I feel it? sorry for the poor person who's having to do a manicure and she walks through the door How and the bankrupt. How do you play this little piggy? You want... Why are you on black? You want hot pink? You go now. You You've been now. here all day. Oh, so sad. Kumari enters the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most digits in the world. Hmm. But she said her condition has plagued her for an eternity. Oh, oh, entirely. Oh, not an eternity. That's a long time. Eternity is a very long time, Michelle. Well spotted. There's no pulling the wool over your eyes. You're going to have to get up very early to catch you out. That's right. You've got to stay up all night. She feels forced to stay inside, poor thing. She does not have enough money to get medical treatment, which what I would assume taking a hedge trimmer. Let's knit her some socks. You can't. Not the toey ones. (laughs) That would be a tall order, wouldn't it? Socks and gloves. Oh, mittens. Mittens would be better because then you don't have to worry about Does this story come to the service due to the fact that everyone takes the mickey out of her? Is this what we're suggesting? Is this what the story is? No, she's a witch. 
They say she's a witch because of all her fingers and toes. Okay. I don't know if she, like, collected them from children she ate. Maybe. That's not pleasant. That's what the... That's what they're suggesting, is it? That's what they're talking about. And so what's happened you know, to the poor lady? Well, here's the thing. They actually, um, she said she couldn't be treated, you know, get the extra digits just snipped off because her family was poor. So she had to live with it. And she's 63 Sounds years like old. America. I mean, you can't get it treated now. No. In America, you can't get treated if you don't have any money. What's right. the difference between here and a third world country right now? Nothing. Not a little much. A little bit of politics there, a little bit of satire. Mm. Well, a lot of the residents, because they believe that she's a witch, it's actually pretty common over there for them to go after them and actually have witch hunts and burn them. Oh, so yes. She was afraid of that. In cause... Africa, we read many stories out about eight, nine years ago of albino children yeah. that were being killed That's because right. they were considered to be, well, I was going to say lucky, not lucky for them. Right. Outrageous. But actually, um, it said across India, 134 people, mostly women, were killed for the alleged use of black magic, and that was just in 2016. Good night. Well, the Eastern Bloc countries are doing this as well. There's other places yep. across the Balkans. Yeah, I remember. There was, they take um, lynch mobs after I'm them. trying to remember the name. Was it It's Lithuania? Was it Lithuania? We got banned in Lithuania. Yeah, oh, yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, did. Because they didn't want any shows on the radio or the TV that discuss the paranormal. So we have the unique strapline of saying we've been banned in Lithuania. Yeah. That's right. Well, government officials in India actually found out about her and what her struggles were. And they offered to give her a home and a pension and are making attempts to spread awareness to her neighbors that she's not actually a witch. Yes. She didn't eat kids. No. Or cast spells. No. That's good news for everyone in the village, I'm guessing. I yes. shall give you points, Miss Morris, for being informative. There's points to be won on this show for being informative. So we're going to go into another story now. A registered Catholic exorcist, an ordained reverend, has talked about the first ever paranormal incident he investigated in which he claims a demon and nearly robbed his wife of her life. Reverend Sean Whittington, who is a registered exorcism deliverance minister based in Las Vegas. That's one of those drive through exorcisms oh, that are very yes. popular in Las Vegas. Told Beyond Reality podcast that he regretted ever using a Ouija board following the experience. Telling the harrowing tale, he said, Unfortunately, the first extremely malevolent case that we came across, I didn't recognize the signs. And so I was very stupid and ignorant as to how to properly use a Ouija board or even if they should be used. Oh, I don't use them or touch them anymore, but we used a Ouija board in this case and did a seance. And I believe now that it caused something to come through and attach to us, and it followed us home that night and took up residence in our home for about eight weeks. That's a teenager. He discovered random plates in the sink, and there was a smell of ripe brie wandering through the building. Yeah, definitely That's teenager. a teenager. There were dire consequences to this spirit or ghost coming through, he said, adding... If I could do it over again, I probably wouldn't, because I almost lost my wife because of it. Probably wouldn't, because I probably. almost lost my wife over mm. it. So what happened to his wife again? We shall see what's happened. She was the one who was the target of the attack. When asked by the host if the attack was physical, Reverend Short replied it was physical. Well, everything 
but mostly physical. It left her with three very rare forms of cancer, and she didn't drink, didn't smoke, she was the healthiest person I knew, no history of cancer in her family. And right after we got this thing out of her home, after the attack, or what was left over of the attack, came on like dam busters, and within just a few days she developed a very rare form of tongue cancer, thorax cancer and thyroid cancer, which spread through the lymph nodes all through her neck, and she was expected to die. She had a feeding tube in her for over a year and wasn't expected to live, so I did a lot of crawling on my hands and knees on the prayer chapel many nights while she was basically literally dying at home. Fortunately, Reverend Sean's wife survived, and he continues to do his work and also became ordained, as he has promised God when praying for his wife's life. There you go. If you want a Ouija board, you can find them in the children's game aisle at yeah. Walmart. Fun for all the family. I shall give myself a couple of planchette moving to the dizzying heights of two. I am now up to four. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? The spooky moment a member of staff falls after a crate mysteriously moves across the floor of a supermarket has been captured on camera. It's a phantom crate. Yes. A shop owner claims their store has a resident ghost who plays a prank on Elise Mullen as she restocked a drinks fridge. CCTV footage from Boer Tree Hill Supermarket in Irvine, Scotland, shows employee Elise restocking the drinks fridge. As she goes to stand on a crate to stock the top shelves, it suddenly moves away from her. She crashes to the floor, pulling cans down on herself. In the video, there is a clear gap between the bottom of Elise's foot and the crate. The shop owner claims it's the store's resident ghost called Stacy. Stacy. That's an unusual name for a ghost. It's not the Grey Lady then, or Charlie. No, it's Stacy. Stacy. Okay. Who was behind the prank? Stacy moves the crate to teach Elise a lesson. Don't be flirting with her man in the store, they said. Elise was fine, just a really sore butt. Ooh. But when we receive the CCTV noticed, Crate appears to have moved without being touched. Since uploading to Twitter, 7,000 people have watched the clip. One person said, this is actually mental. I can't get over it. Another asked, wait, it moved on its own? This is spooky. Creepy crates. Another added. Arbunk. If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, not that you need any encouragement, but you can now take a sip hey! of your alcoholic Cheers. beverage. Let's get stuck into that. You're welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I drink a lot. There we go. I'm going to go into the round of The Stranger in the Bazaar because oh. I thought this was a very fun and interesting story. And we've not had a good poop story for a while, have we? So I thought I'd share this with you. Mummy. I heard your poo land in the toilet. <laughs> Is a phrase no parent wants to hear their children say, especially when they're out in public. Great. But for mum of three, Katie Bowman, it's one of the few mortifying remarks her children are guaranteed to make whenever she pops to the public loo. In a personal essay for Kids Spot, the Australian mum joked how her bladder has been cursed with its childbirthitis, which means she used to... Need, needs to use public toilets more than she ever did before. That doesn't explain solids, though, does it? No. That's number ones at that no, point. No, yeah. Explaining 
how she always tries finishing her household chores first. Katie wrote, When I do finally reward myself with a toilet break, all my groupies huddle in with me. Groupies. Her children. <laughs> I always reward myself, of course, with a nice, soft and spongy defecation. Because mm. like, I give all day long, so I need to give back to me. Otherwise, the cup becomes half empty. You can't operate, can you, if you don't give back to yourself? You'll just end up being tired and irritable all the time. You need to give to yourself. But while this is fine in the home, it's when Katie's in a public loo that it becomes an issue. Although she asks her kids to wait outside the cubicle, they're unable to resist fiddling with the open button, which is perfect toddler height. Before exposing her on the loo to anyone who just happens to be in the bathroom, she joked, you start having flashbacks to the day. She's got post-traumatic stress disorder from sitting on the toilet with yeah. her kids around. You start having flashbacks to the day that button pusher excited i'm not going to read that out as once again you are left in a vulnerable position with people gawking at you but when you thought this scene couldn't get any worse katie's kids delight in telling her mummy you're so smelly <laughs> she's bubbling up the indian mark no less these kids need to be taken into care don't yes. they blonk i heard your poo land in the toilet <laughs> wow thanks for that it's a narrative taking but yeah. there you go that's not going down. It's got an elbow. It's articulated. Going to be a danger to shipping on Lake Superior. Poop knife. You barely Poop have knife. a chance to yeah. lift your bottom off the seat before these tiny people start pushing you to the side to get a little look. Oh. Mommy, I've seen a little brown fish. Needless to say, Katie then tries to leave the bathroom without making eye contact with anyone who may have overheard these hilarious remarks. Can't go back to that restroom. Not embracing for you or tickets to see. And number two, you decide to go to our Facebook site where you will see the story of the Australian Phantom Turtler for yourself. Miss Morris, yeah. what have you got for me tonight in the round of anything you want? Of Take your pick. I want. Dealer's oh. choice. It's dealer's choice. And it, since it's the last one, it better be a good one, huh? It yeah. needs to be a good one. want it to be a good one. Well, guess what? I'm going to Iowa. Iowa. My way or the highway. Mm. Ready? Yes. A Kansas man has asked an Iowa judge to let him <gasps> engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife and her attorney so that he can rend their souls from their bodies. You're mm. welcome. I like it. David Ostrom, 40, of Paola, Kansas, said that on January 3rd, court filing that his former wife, Bridget Ostrom, 38, of Harlan, Iowa, don't know where that is, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, had destroyed him legally. Here we go. Here we are. I knew it was lumbering over the hill. The Here Ost it comes. <laughs> the Ostroms have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues and property tax payments. The judge had the power to let the parties resolve our disputes on the field of battle legally has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States of America, I say, because I am David Ostrom, and I make ridiculous claims. I fenced back in Britain to the highest level. I was a foilist, and I can assure you I fenced at a very, very high level. So you're saying you could take them? I'm waiting for the day someone challenges me to a duel. It'll be disappointing. Over a court case? Yes, right. <laughs> 
You're standing there with a sword in your hand and they brought a pistol. Yeah. We're not talking to you right now. The duelist. We have video of you in the Renaissance duel. Yeah, that didn't go as well as I liked. <laughs> can't, can't Those were prison Your rules. Your balloon did that, not yeah. survive. Let, let's get this straight out there. That's prison rules fencing, that is. That's like bare knuckle boxing. That's prison rules. There I lost was tackling. A, I there was all kinds of... Hey, everywhere. Tomfoolery going on and all kinds of shenanigans. That was prison rules fencing, was that? I was underprepared. You thought it would be honorable. Yeah. Yeah. This well, is I, Minnesota I should have realized yeah. that in America it would have just been a free-for-all. Yeah. Uh, this is, what is it, like... Jerry Seinfeld rules, not Seinfeld. Jerry Springer rules. Springer. Close, close Springer enough. Rules. They're the Springer same rules. thing. <laughs> Springer rules fencing. You have someone's eye out. All right. Well, he also asked the judge for twelve weeks to just postpone it for a little bit, so he could secure Japanese samurai swords. Yeah. One you swing and pre- that, they're razor sharp. They've been folded like two hundred and fifty, three hundred times. That would just take a head or a, li- a limb. He wanted 12 weeks so he could get them shipped in. 12 weeks, did he? That's right. If you go on eBay, I'm sure you can get them in an hour from someone in a garage in a Holiday Inn. Hattori Hansel. You can get them from Wish.com. Wish.com. Two samurai swords, please. Might come, might not. Only got one. Oh. (laughs) Well, his motion filed in Shelby County District Court stemmed from his frustrations with his ex-wife's attorney. And he said... I think I met Mr. Hudson's absurdity with his own absurdity. Best Iowa accent I've heard this yes. week. Yes, yeah. you're Spot welcome. On. I'm thinking just south of Des Moines. Yep. Yeah. Hudson argued in his legal response that because a duel could end in death, so this is the attorney, he said, such ramifications likely outweigh those of property tax and custody issues. So Hudson asked the judge to reject the request for a trial by combat. What is this, like the 1770s? No, it's like last week. Judge Craig Dreismailer said in his own filing on Monday that he won't be issuing a decision anytime soon. So he won't even say no. <laughs> he won't say The yes, interesting won't thing say is no. that a samurai sword isn't a dueling weapon. It, it doesn't matter. They need an epée or a rapier. Well, combat. That's yeah, right. It's, just, no, it's, it's not combat. a dueling weapon. No, it's just combat. They can do anything. They can go Greco-Roman. Bombs. Oh, yeah. so just any rules you want. Any rules. No rules. No, no rules. Thunderdome. This, this isn't Vietnam. <laughs> There's rules. No. Well, the judge said, until the proper procedural steps in to initiate a court proceeding are followed, this court will take no further action concerning any motion, objection, or petition filed by either party at this time. Don't bring this crap in here. Do not. No, wow. you're not fighting no one with no samurais. No, that would be the last thing we'd want in Iowa. Entertainment and excitement is the last thing on their minds. <laughs> you might be able to sell tickets. That would be fun. Yeah. You could watch that. Yeah. That's dangerous business right there. Well, oh. to top it all it's off. It's a slashing weapon, isn't it, rather than a pointing weapon, a pokey weapon. Well, this on a side note, the ex-wife, because he challenged both her and her lawyer, she said, due to the dueling rules, I'm just going to choose my lawyer as my champion and oh I'm going to back God. off. <laughs> I bet the lawyer's please. This is what He's I say. Not. This is where Nathan is right now. He's standing in a field. With a samurai with sword. With a samurai sword. <laughs> In the mist. In the mist. No. <laughs> Lovely. I must picture it, like a Fargo. I choose one of those little toothpick crossbows. Have you seen those? You'd... Yeah. Well, those are dangerous. A samurai sword's an edged weapon. It's a slashing weapon. It's for oh, being yeah. on horseback, like a saber. I know. 
It's not I've a... watched Forged in Fire. Okay, you're a very lucky woman. I should give you some points which moves you up to a hedonistic five. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have found us on one of our platforms. So thank you for coming to find us. We appreciate that. Why not cut and paste the link, put it on your social media, and tell the whole wide world that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. We appreciate your support. Many thanks for that. But you have been warned. This is a round that we cannot read out on the Dark Matter digital network for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. But... In our archives, on our platforms, we can do whatever we want. And it's the end of the show. The show's been and gone. Libations have been flowing freely throughout our bodies and our veins. All things are now possible. We're going to wave to the camera as well. And just a reminder that you can see us reading out these stories. If you go to patreon.com and spend a single dollar, you can see us in the studio discussing filth, which is what everyone wants, isn't it? Who wouldn't pay a dollar for that right now? You have been warned. If your mother's safely tucked up in bed, if your kids are locked in the restroom watching a stranger defecating, all's good in the world. A British woman, things you never thought you'd say on the radio, right? A British woman was caught allegedly having sex on a beach, Ooh. then refusing to stop when the police arrived. Oh, for God's Put sake. Put your hands up. I'm trying. They're already up. Philippines. <laughs> I love the Philippines. The Philippines? Philippines cops said she and an Aussie man who's big down under were so drunk they were oblivious to officers standing over them. Probably taking photographs and videos with their cell phones, no doubt. The pair named Jasmine Nelly and Anthony Cario, both 26, were bundled off to the station where officers said they were still trying to grope each other in the back of the van. Nice. Shocked locals raised the alarm at around 5.45pm on a Thursday night. They, <laughs> Not a Thursday! So they're on the beach at 5.45 in the morning on a Thursday. After seeing them apparently romping at the beach, popular with families on the Boracay Islands in Ackland Province. Police Corporal Joe Banger said yesterday... <laughs> Appropriate. Say it again. Joel Banger. Nice. So there's a Mr. Banger and a Mrs. Banger. I'm just waiting for Miss Banger to get the whole set, mm -hmm. and I've won, and you're going to be the old maid. Yeah. Officers arrived at the beach, <laughs> and they just kept going. We were stood next to them, and they just continued having sex. <gasps> Maybe they were stuck. <laughs> Best let them finish, Clark. They were not embarrassed. <laughs> oh, you got there, did you? You got that. Yeah, nice. We were not embarrassed that everyone could see their bodies. The woman's breasts were fully exposed. <gasps> and the man's penis was visible. <laughs> they were so engrossed in each other, they did not know what was happening around them. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> Officers give ourselves a treat. Officers put them into a truck and took them to the local station, but the randy couple still misbehaved on the way to the cells. The pair were later charged with grave scandal. You're going down for grave scandal, boy. Oh. Was it a flatbed? <laughs> Just a question. 63 positions in an old van. <laughs> Cario <laughs> was also charged with disobedience to a person. That's terrible. The worst case of grave scandal and disobedience <gasps> to a person I've ever seen in the history of Filipino law. <gasps> and apparently the man tried to run away. How? So she a... was still attached. 
That'd be a... Yeah, yeah, she just picked her up and run with her. That's called the wheelbarrow. Yeah. That, that race they have in the Yugoslavia or whatever. Race. That's hit and run. <laughs> I no, love this show. Drink again. They were both released on bow ahead of the trial this month. Corporal Banger said, there are no exact dates yet. If they don't show up for the trial, they will get a travel ban to the Philippines. <laughs> A lesson to teach your sex on the beach. You decide to go to our Facebook site more questions and answers with Adrian Lee and you'll see the amorous couple filmed by the Filipino police for yourself. Miss Corrie, what do you have for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mama? Well, before heading out for a night with the girls, any lengthy pampering routine just wouldn't be complete without a spritz of perfume. Absolutely. A little dab of cologne behind the ears. Just a little spray. However... One woman has given an all-new meaning to the term signature scent. Okay. When she revealed that her vagina juice is her perfume of choice for an evening out on the town. You can milk it? Apparently. Well. I had a school teacher once that taught me how to milk a cow with a blindfold. Okay, I'm still in therapy. (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand how going to a nightclub and dancing and you can smell a bag of old muscles is going to be an attractive thing. Mm, I don't understand how that's attractive. Time. Sharing an ep- excerpt of her book, The Game of Desire. Oh, there's a book involved. Yep. Of course there is. With Refinery29. I've Six. got books to sell. I can put a dab of anything by in my ears if it shifts a few. Just call yourself a sexologist. Sexologist. Okay. Sexologist Sean Boudram was surprised by just how much attention her delicious scent attracted. The author claims to have worn her own natural scent several times over the years and noted how people often flock to her. Isn't yeah, like that flies around, eh? Flies around dung? Uh, I, I, that's, God, I don't know what to say. Determined to test the theory out on other women, Sean asked three of her clients to see if cupulins, which are chemicals secreted by the vagina, would also attract anyone traditionally attracted to women with vulvas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't understand how a Swedish car is going to attract people to you. They're not that great a car. I have a question. When she was asking these other ladies... Was she asking them to wear hers yeah, or their, their, their own. own? They're going to wear their own. They wear their own rather than oh, someone Oh, so else's. I carry my perfume with me everywhere. Yes, everywhere you go. <laughs> and let me see you dab it behind your ears right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Throwing it back to our chemistry GCSE, Sean outlined her expectations for the experiment. Low expectations. Yep, in a hypothesis, prior research, and apparatus format. Format. Uh, but fundamentally wanted to see if the four of them got more attention from people in a crowded bar after they had applied their perfume. So they've done a control of They've gone into the bar before and then after. Wow. Do you not Science. think it's a little bit like Dumbo's feather? Possibly, I'm sorry, is that a toy? Possibly. Well, it just gave him fake confidence. The little mouse gave him that feather to make and him fly. Oh, and it's, I thought Dumbo's feather was some sort of contraceptive I hadn't previously <laughs> been aware of. Yeah, I'm going to show you such a night. I'm going to take you upstairs. I've got Dumbo's feather in I'm my give bedside you a Dumbo's cabinet. Feather. There you go. Oh, nice. 
Having successfully connected with two people at the bar, Sean got all the women to gather in the toilets halfway through the night. And got a group of kids to watch them. Okay, here we go. Nice. She wrote, I instructed them to wash their hands, get in a stall, and then move their finger around oh, their vaginal that's opening. disgusting. In a public toilet. Huh. So do you do the rim, or do you... Oh. I'm getting to it. Or do you go inside the funnel? The goal was to get a sample... I've never heard these technical terms from before. ...from the Bartholin's glands, which are the size of a pea, but play a large role You're in vaginal lubrication. You're making this I up. I am reading this verbatim from her book. Are they sure they can find it? A lot of men can't. The expert them wow. then asked them to <laughs> rub... Okay. Rub the nub. A good amount of wetness. Oh. Moist. This is disgusting. Moist. On their pulse points and around their collarbone and neck. What if it's sticky? Oh. Unsurprisingly, one of the women immediately complained that she felt... Sticky? Dirty. Yep. I feel sticky. They're at a nightclub. <laughs> There's stickiness everywhere. Good God. <laughs> For the benefit of our radio listeners, Michelle's now rubbing her body liberally. Yeah. And she's sticky. I've heard technical sticky. terms and scientific jargon tonight I've previously not heard before. That's you literally leave this show with more than you arrive with. It's a hell of a sticky octopus. Who knew? Sadly, Sean's clients reported that they didn't have much more success with men than beforehand, only noting that a few leaned in a little closer which could have been a lot to do with the background noise. However, Sean claims a friend who had a bit too much to drink buried her face in her neck just minutes after she applied her natural scent. So she's written a book, and her own scientific experiment hasn't actually worked. You'd no. think you'd keep quiet about that, wouldn't you? Yeah. But while they might have not met their one true love as a result of the experiment, the sexologist was impressed that not one of the women wanted to wash their perfume off at the That's end of the night. That's not perfume. There's stickiness. They need to stop calling it perfume. It's a smell. <laughs> it is a smell. Odor. It's a smell. Oh, dear. <laughs> The fragrances. She also claims it makes women act in a bolder, more confident manner, which feather. in turn could make them more appear more attractive. Uh, acknowledging that she's still unsure of how the effect, how effective this method actually is, the author concluded, "I am certain that every single time I employ it." It makes me feel like an enchanted goddess with a delicious scent. Well, that's psychological more than yeah, anything. Yeah, it is. Ew, why do you taste like fish? That's disgusting. Everyone thought it. You had to say it. I did. Nightclub fun or I barely begun. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I have nothing. I cannot offer a single Oysters, thing. Oysters, pearl. Oysters. Oh, I'm going to change Clams, the subject. Let's talk about icky. men's parts, shall we? I want this Menopause? show what? to be all-inclusive of men and women. I'm going to give... I got you covered. Well, I'm going to cover you with a bit more. Here we oh, go. Oh, gross. A Newcastle United soccer fan took cock-a-hoop to a whole new level. What's when that? When cock-a-hoop means happy. 
cheerful. I never heard that before. So much fun. These are Britishisms. You're learning Britishisms. Have you heard of Cockerhoop, Michelle? You've been in Britain, haven't you? You've been to Ireland and Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Took Cockerhoop to a whole new level when Alan San Maximin's strike, a late FA Cup winner at Oxford. The Frenchman smashed in a fine solo effort at the end of extra time to send Newcastle United through and one fan got a little bit too excited. In bizarre footage caught live, live I tell you, Mm. on BBC One, the biggest channel anywhere in Britain with more people watching. Oh God, no. Gotta do it right. Anyone else. We're talking 20 million viewers at this point. The fan was spotted hurtling towards the pitch surrounded by ecstatic Newcastle United fans. And as he approached the advertising hoardings, rather than hug one of his fellow fans, he decided to expose his twig and berries. His Willis? Another fine solo effort, no doubt. His Mickey? He pulled up his jacket, pulled down his pants and started shaking his willy for all to see in what can only be described as the helicopter. Excellent. And as if the obscene celebration was not surreal enough, the electronic hoarding below can be seen displaying an advert for Viagra. Yay! (laughs) That's called timing. Unfortunately for the BBC, who were broadcasting the game live, their commentators inadvertently added to the comedic value. As the footage was being shown, she've got a Newcastle United fan running to the edge of the pitch to celebrate a last-minute goal. He pulls his pants down. He's doing the helicopter. He's standing on a hoarding that's advertising Viagra. And the commentator in the background says, that is right out of the top drawer. (laughs) Before the co-commentator chipped in with, something special could be happening here. Ah. The cameras quickly cut away when the culprit became clear amongst the carnage. But those eagle-eyed viewers watching on TV spotted the antics. One said, what have I just witnessed? Newcastle fans celebrating St. Maximin's last-minute winner in style. Another posted interesting celebration from the Newcastle fan there. Getting his willy out after a late goal. (laughs) (laughs) Very casual casual willy exposure uh, at a soccer match. mm -hmm. One comment read, we need to do this at the baseball. Let's play ball. You know, they show the big screen and you're sat there with your meat out, just giving it the helicopter. Do you think, I mean, I've always found it difficult, you know, in certain hemispheres, northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere. You see where I'm going with this? I mean, I'm now interested to know if it's easier to go clockwise or anti-clockwise. There's something for me to do tonight in the comfort of my own home whilst we're uh, finishing the show there. One comment read... That's how you celebrate a goal. Watch the Newcastle fan by the stairs shaking his knob. <laughs> shaking his knob. Shaking his knob. A follow user wrote, hold on, did that Newcastle fan just expose himself as a goal celebration? One posted, too many beers, no score in the morning. <laughs> uh, he was a woodwork teacher, that is oh, true. Yes. Wow. This is a celebration I'm going to adopt the next time I am winning a game of bar darts. I just as thought I'd share that. As long as it's not a game of MQTA, we're fine. A game of MQTA. Yeah, and yeah. tonight's winner is Adrian, who's managed no. to get himself up to a hedonistic six points. I'll just be unzipping my flyers <gasps> no, and showing everyone thank you. the trophy for winning tonight. Uh-uh. Go hang in, Willie, or don't be so silly. You can go to our Facebook site if you wish to see, and I don't know why you would, such... <laughs> Wonders. I might. You could do that. Play it backwards and forwards. Put it on a loop. Yeah. 
Nice. Miss mm. Morris, yeah. you have the final story in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. Well. Is it a Willy story? Yes. Are we going to go out with a bang? Yes. It's an exploding mm. Willy Good story. Day. Police in Congo have arrested Congo. 13 suspected sorcerers <laughs> accused of using black magic to steal or shrink men's penises. Oh. After a wave of panic. They obviously haven't heard about me yet then. Mm. What, they're nothing to steal? Wow. Nothing but meanness on this show. I want happiness and joy. We've got a Valentine's Day special next week. I want to see nothing but love. Wow. Are you showing me an empty bottle? Have you you just drunk an entire bottle? Show me the bottle. It's empty. There's nothing in it. That's two weeks worth. So in two shows, what is that? Half a gallon? No. No. How many milliliters is that? just a little. How many milliliters? 75. That whole bottle is 75 milliliters. With a zero. 750 milliliters in two shows. It's a medium. So you've pretty much... Yeah, it's a small... You've pretty much put down about 370 or 360 milliliters of schnapps neat from the bottle. No, because I drank more last week. (gasps) Okay. Okay. So (laughs) sorcerers in the Congo. Willis. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. All right. Reports of so-called penis snatching. I love that. Come here. Snatch. I'm going to get you. <laughs> wow. It happened in the chocolate Invasion aisle. of the penis snatchers. snatchers. I know. I want to grow one out of a pod. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. You obviously haven't seen that film. That's bypassed uh, you. Yeah. Just agree with the two filmologists and we'll press on. All right. Press on are not uncommon in West Africa, where belief in traditional religions and witchcraft remains widespread and where ritual killings to obtain blood or body parts still occur. We touched upon this, didn't we, in the show? Rumors of penis theft began circulating last week in Kinshasa, Democratic Republic of Congo, sprawling capital of 8 million inhabitants. They quickly... Dominated radio call-in shows with listeners advised to beware of fellow passengers in communal taxis wearing gold rings. So beware of the communal taxi gold ring wearing sorcerer in Congo. You, <laughs> That's right. This is a public information service. Put your hand yeah. over your penis. Because they might <laughs> Colander. snatch it. <laughs> Colander. You need to wear a cod piece like, at yeah, all times. A big ol- so you sat there in your communal taxi, minding your own business. Before yeah. you know where you are, Mr. Goldie sat there. Suddenly you hear... <laughs> you look down. You've got a Funyun. I think I want a t-shirt for guys that says, don't leave home without your card piece. With an arrow pointing downwards. That's right. I'm sure you can get them at the Renfest. I bet you can. I've never seen one. We should make them. Yeah. You need a special ointment, I'm guessing, to make it come back, do you? What do you need here? I don't know. Reported victims, 14 of whom were also detained by police, claim that sorcerers simply touched them to make their genitals shrink or disappear. What's going on in communal taxis in the Congo that they're touching each other's penises? What's and going that they on? shrink that, and then disappear. The I will, angel's banjo I will tell gone. you right now, straight off the bat, the guy in the Newcastle United stands didn't have this happening to him. No. He hadn't been touched by the Congolese witches. Not the Congolese witches. Was it a big one? It was enough to produce the helicopter. Oh, and it, yeah. wasn't the, it wasn't the towel rotor either. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't yeah. want to know why you know that. But anyway, <laughs> and what some residents said was an attempt to extort, extort cash with a promise of a cure for your penis. Ooh. That's you one of have... the worst cases of Congo Willie I've ever seen. You just have to be accused of that. Here we are. And people come after you. Yeah. We had a number of attempted lynchings. You see them covered in marks after being beaten. Mr. Band. (laughs) Said the police chief. I've got black mark again. One of the worst cases of Congo Taxi Willie. Yeah. There's a similar thing happening in this country called Boxcar Willie. That's a similar situation. Police arrested the accused sorcerers and their victims in an effort to avoid the sort of bloodshed seen in Ghana a decade ago, <laughs> where 12 suspected penis snatchers got dinged. <laughs> it is a little bit like bubble pop, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> like a night crawler. No, it's like that. What is it? That raccoon chasing the bubbles? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's the little lizard. I have no clue what you're video. talking oh, about. Yeah, I'm due back it. on planet <laughs> Earth cracks, at any minutes, if you can move on. It me up. It looks like he's snatching penises. It's wonderful. I have no clue what you're discussing right now. <gasps> Not mean... one. No clue. Well, 27 men have been released. But their penises <laughs> have, have Yeah, the been guy in the Philippines behind. got released, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. I am tempted to say it's one huge joke. But when it's you no try joke if you've to sat tell there the with victims the little... yeah. that their penises are still there, and they tell you that it's become tiny. Yeah, one minute you're sitting pretty, you're thinking about or... what you're going to have for your dinner that night, and suddenly you look down, you've got a piece of macaroni. Or that they become impotent. Not important, sweetheart. <laughs> impotent. That's impotent. That would be... <laughs> God, I hope when I'm older I can become important. My dad was told he was important by the doctor. He went out and bought himself a suit. Arrived at my mother's house wearing a cane, a top hat and a suit and said, if the doctor tells me I'm important, I'm going to dress important. (laughs) (laughs) To tell them, how do you know if you haven't gone home and tried to use it? Yes. You must use it. Well, not if you're important. Or lose it. I can't believe it. Here, how much more of this pain have I got to sit through? It's going to make you important, Michelle. For the first time in your life, you're going to be important. Look at you. You... Bring on the snatcher. Yay. (laughs) Come and join me on a Congolese taxi. Zip it, skids. We got a little bit. That's a little raw. <laughs> Skids Mackenzie. Skids Lee. <laughs> That's it. No more drinking. Done. Some Done. Kinshasha residents. Kinshasha. <laughs> residents. Accuse. A separatist sect from a nearby base Congo. Yeah, there's a lot of that sex about, isn't there? Province of being behind the witchcraft in revenge for a recent government crackdown on its members. Members? It's real. (laughs) Members. Police are looking into it. Just yesterday here, there was a man who was a victim. We saw 
what was left was tiny. <laughs> it was like a party sausage. It was so <laughs> small like this. Oh, man. So tiny. Could not see it. <laughs> like a needle. Hi, little boy. It's a puppet now, is it? Chicken skin puppet. Oh, great. I'm not going back in the box. I'm not, I'm not going back in the box. Uh, it's a wide mouth bass. Needless to say, that's it. That's all there is for this story. There's, oh. there's penis snatchers running around in the Kinshasa. Congo. In Kinshasa. Wow. What is that from Indiana Jones? Kinshasa. No. They didn't go What there. he said with the heart. Oh. Kalima. Uh, Kalima. <laughs> don't Kalima. Don't, don't look, Mary. Mary, don't look. <laughs> don't, look. don't look, Mary. Don't look. Onim Shiba. Onim Shiba. Uh... <laughs> God's name is taking place right now. What the hell? I feel like I'm in a really strange dream. I know I shouldn't have eaten those walnuts before I went to bed. What's wrong with you both? Honest to God, I'm due back on Earth at plenty minutes. Get some LSD loop juice. You got what a loop juice? We took a shot of juice juice for fun. <laughs> We got a little stash. <laughs> I did a line of jubes earlier. Anything can happen. I did a line of jubes. Congolese Willie. <laughs> There's a blues guitarist. <laughs> Congolese Willie. <laughs> 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 and Skids McGee. On the skiffle board. Or don't be so silly. You decide to have More questions than answers. With... Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end, so let's look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is Michelle. She never got beyond a four. She gets a video a week in India and the costume of the Phantom Mark. Yay. So good luck with that. <laughs> Miss Morris is in second place tonight. She gets a manicure and a pair of knitted socks for 19 toes and five kids to defecate Thank in front you. of. So that should be fun Green. for all the family. And resplendent first place tonight, winning the $33,000 IR cameras. Myself, I got up to a six. I get a night in a haunted store with a spooky crate, a whoopee cushion, and a saber. So everything you could possibly want for a night of fun and frivolity in Iowa. Do not fear listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. And why not jump over to SoundCloud right now, soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, where we're going to do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth in a round called Not For Your Mother that we can't read out on air. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.